There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. No. Of the life left in my Sydney's last law school final is Friday. Monday. And, but I mean Monday, fun. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's She's very excited to be done with the, at least this year 1L or half 1L. There's no life left in my personality. But it's okay. <laughs> Your personality. I'm like literally out of concealer. I need to go buy a new one. And it's like, um, the, what's the company called? Um, Elf. Like their hydrating Elf. concealer. I It takes me like a year to go through one. And I got this one like a month ago and I'm done. Yeah, I was telling Sydney before we started recording that I started rewatching How I Met Your Mother. And Marshall is, I'm on season three right now, but when I first started like a couple weeks ago... He was in 1L at Columbia Law School, which is obviously where Sydney goes, and now he's in 3L. He's about to take the bar, and it's just funny because it's a TV show, so it only goes, it only shows him going to the library for finals and stuff. And the entire time when I'm watching it, I'm just thinking in my head, "This isn't real," because Sydney literally lives there. I literally live there when it's not final season. (laughs) Like I'm only home, not even to eat. I just change and sleep here. That's literally it. So what Sydney does is she has this like container. So Sydney has this like lunch to go container. It's not even a lunch box. It's like a it's like a takeout container basically. But it's like a nice one. Like it's reusable and it's like plastic and nice and everything. And she all she does is she comes home and I watch her do this. She comes home, she meal preps, and she home cooks, which is great. And she just, like, switches out the food that's in the, you know, so she'll, like, dump out the leftover food that's in her container, wash the container, put more food in it, and then go back to the library. Precisely. To the point where, like, there's this table I always sit at in the law school, and every time, I don't care who the person is, every time they walk by, they go, you're always here. And I'm like, yeah. And, like, for the first time ever, I moved tables, and, like, 10 people commented on it, and I was like, all right, 
that means I have no life. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because you're in, like, the middle of finals right now, so you just yeah. had one, and then your last one is Monday. Crazy. Yeah. And they're just, like, life-draining, but, you know. <laughs> is that what it be? If you have a question about substantive due process, I got you. <laughs> Ooh, she knows. She's a lawyer. I'm so happy to have a lawyer friend because with my job, I have to deal with a lot of contracts, and it's so easy because I can literally just show them to Sydney, and she can tell me whether or not I'm being screwed over. It's really great. Yeah, no, my whole family's like, I'm so sorry to have a lawyer in the family. I'm like, ooh, I'm not a divorce lawyer, so nobody <laughs> come to me. <laughs> I didn't even mean that with shade. I did not just say that. I did not even mean that with shade. Oh my God. I realized that as I was so saying funny. it, I was like, oh, that's potentially bad. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, I um, I just started my new job, and I didn't really realize that I work in tech until my onboarding, because I work for a tech company now, apparently, and one of the guys who was in my same onboarding group, he was sitting in a video game chair with that video game headset, and he was just talking about video games the whole time, and his name's like Peyton, and I was like... I work in tech, <laughs> and I'm used to being in, like, the influencer space where it's literally just predominantly women, so I'm sitting there like, oh, you know, and, and then I, there's me, like, the new 22-year-old who just graduated, like, what am I doing? I have such bad imposter syndrome. I feel you. It's, like, even, like, going to, like, firm events, it's not even, like, I don't even know it's imposter syndrome, it's kind of, like, on the weekends, I just lay in my bed and watch Netflix, and am I qualified to be here? You guys, Sydney's putting on the deepest, most blood-red, beautiful shade of lipstick. And I just want to take a moment to appreciate, because you don't usually wear red lipstick. And this is don't. really, really gorgeous. I looked in the camera and I said, ooh, what is that? <laughs> and I was like, it is too late. I also realized I just put on red lipstick and I haven't changed my clothes yet. So that's certainly a choice that I made. <laughs> So today's episode is going to be holiday themed. We're not going to dive into the topic just yet, but I want to tell you guys what I'm doing for my holiday plans. I'm going to go to Clearwater, Florida. Very exciting, I know, for like a week and a half. The only funny part about that is that we're driving and it's like 19 hours because my dad's afraid of flying and bridges, and heights. And I'm like, sir, you were in the military for 30 years. He went to flight school. I'm like, why are you now, in this grown age, afraid of planes? It's a two-hour plane ride, and instead, we're opting for the 19-hour car ride that has to be split up between two days. You know, I'm praying for you, girl. Because I cannot be in a car Just to go somewhere else in America. (laughs) See, I can't be in a car for that long. It drives me crazy. It's like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like car air... But it's, like, it feels like, not even, like, suffocating, but it's, like, I don't like the taste of the air when you're in a car for a long time. I don't know what they call that. I don't know it's only me. But I do know that if I am driving, I have to keep the windows down and my face, like, out the window because the taste of being in the car for too long makes me uncomfortable. It's very, like, claustrophobic. And I'm not claustrophobic, but I always feel really contained in a car. Sarah's claustrophobic, you all. We've had this talk, so, like, every time we go to a concert, Sarah freaks out, and she was like, people are touching me, and, like, it'll be, like, in, like, a very open space, and she'll be like, someone is touching me, I can't be here, and I'll be like, Sarah, you're claustrophobic, and she's like, no, I'm not, and I'm like, okay. No, I know you didn't go to SantaCon, but I, I, you didn't, right? Mm Mm-mm. 
Adeyed. And it, we spent it, like, at a bar. But then this club in Midtown called Nebula, they were letting in Santas. So me and some friends went. Oh, my God. You went to Nebula? I went to Nebula. And when I say, like, I hated every second of it. That's where I went for Halloween. It was certainly an interesting place. The it crowd is just very interesting. Very interesting. I was there until, you know? like, 4 o'clock in the morning on Halloween. And I was like, why are we still here? And whose idea was it? So I can yell at them. First of all, we ordered like three um, tequila sodas. And in total, it was like $95 without tip. One. Two is that like everyone there is named Chad or Brian. I swear because some people were like introducing themselves to us. And literally everyone was Chad or Brian. Chad or Brian. Oh my god, they said Chatter Chad or Brian. Oh, they said Chatter Brian. I was like, it's just a specific no. name. People like everyone there were twenty one, and they were wearing sunglasses inside. Hmm. Like SantaCon, <laughs> just not my vibe or crowd. I don't know how you guys do it. I will give yeah. it that. It's like a weird post college. I just feel. I mean, like I enjoy going out to like bars with my friends and such, but there's like some social aspect of going out. I just like don't enjoy anymore. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know what you mean, but I understand the kind of, like, shift that happens after college where it just seems a lot of the stuff that you used to enjoy seems a little bit juvenile. Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, necessarily, like, juvenile. It's just, like, I've noticed, like, I think it's because I have such, I feel like I have such limited free time now that I'm not going to spend it at, like, I don't know. Because I do enjoy, I don't know what it is because I do enjoy going out and I do go out with my friends, but it's more so, like, oh, I'll go because everyone's going out because, like, I want to go there. You know what I mean? Like, on Halloween, I was like, I feel like I'm too old to be dressing up, and I'm literally 22. You know? That's so crazy. I love going out. I'll go out all the time. I get pissed when, like, no one else wants to come out with me. You know? Like, I have my roster of people who I ask to go out, and then, like, I, I'm, when did this happen? Like, a few weekends ago, everyone was tired. No one wanted to go out, and I don't really know why, because I think it was the first weekend back from, like, the holidays. Yeah. But I was sitting there like, oh, I want to go out. I already had my makeup done and everything, and I was like, oh, just itching, you know? I don't know, because I know we both came from small towns, but I just remember, like, high school Sarah sitting in her room on a Friday, really wanting to go to a club, but she was only, like, 15, so she couldn't, and now I can, and I, I haven't gotten sick of it yet. It's like, I enjoy clubbing, but it's like, if it's in between, like, having a potentially bad or potentially good night out, or knowing I'm going to have a great sleep, I'm going to choose sleep. <laughs> you know? That's a lot of people. I th- I feel, I'm on that TikTok where a lot of influencers right now are like, I would rather, like, chew my own arm off than go out this Saturday. Just because, you know, sometimes your social battery runs out and there's nothing really you can do. And it's like, we live on the Upper West Side, so it's like, if we do want to go clubbing, we have to, like, take the trek down. And it's like, by the time I've, like, gotten ready and, like, gotten on the train or, like, in an Uber, I'm like, oh, wow. I could literally be in my bed right now. I think the Uber's the best part, though, because it takes us down FDR, the West Side Highway, and I can just blast SZA and sit there and think about the big boys that I want to get with and go to the club. I'm dead because I (laughs) keep seeing people, like, use the big boy sound on... um, TikTok and be like, oh my god, I love this album. And what kills me is that it was literally a uh, SNL skit. It wasn't. Skit. It's not even yeah, on the album. It wasn't it's on the SNL album. Skit. And everyone's like, I love this album. And I'm like, hmm. Did you no, listen to I it? I saw someone. I saw someone do a video um, on this, like on the TikTok trend, and they were like, Oh, since this new album is making me want to act up. And I was like, Do you know? It's not you, on the album. It is you need a skit. Like, uh, but that's how yeah, you know and she's good. And then I looked good. at the comments, and no one even said anything. And that's weird because like. 
so obviously I love SZA, and it was it's been five years since her last album, and like Control is probably like top three albums of all time for me, like favorite album. Like literally, ask our roommate Chance in high school. I would blast Drew Barrymore every day to the point where like at the end of the year when it like gave you like your ranking of songs. Drew Barrymore would be like 5,000 plays. Next song would be like 200. Like I only listen to Drew Barrymore, that song. And so when this album came out, I was like kind of scared because a lot of like really good artists that you love when they're smaller, when they have like a big sophomore album, they're usually not as good because the hype has been there for so long. And, like it had been five years. Like my expectations were pretty low, but like it was supposed to be a 14 track album end up being 23. I was like, mm, love that for her. I saw the, the song titles. I saw Kill Bill. I saw Special. I was like, I knew it's going to be good. The way that I have been listening to that album, like, straight through since it came out. Like, yesterday, <laughs> I was getting ready to like, go meet friends at a bar. And I was like, why do I really hate men right now? Like, I'm ready to go tussle. Like, I'm, I hate men. Like, I called my friend Molly, and I was like, this album makes me hate men. Like, I, it's, it's riling me up. And I was like, you know what? Maybe that's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But yeah, every song on the album hits. If you have listened to it yet, go listen to it. Special is the best song on there, but they all hit. Yeah, they really do. I love that album. Um, let's share our Spotify wrapped. I don't listen. I don't use Spotify. I'm a very loyal Apple Music person. And it's also... Then you know what? I'll share my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> See, Apple Music has end of the year replay, which I feel like is comparable, but they don't make it as fun as Spotify's. Well, but then, like, Cindy, give us a little pun to replay and tell us your replay Apple Music dumbass thing. It was <laughs> really embarrassing because it was just the top, the first five songs on my study playlist. What What were they? Let me pull them up. Okay, so let's do, like, top artists and top songs. Okay, ready? My top artists were Doja Cat, Miley Cyrus, Labyrinth, Beyonce, and Rihanna. And my top songs were, let's do a little drum roll because Cindy's about to freak out because I don't think I ever told her this. Unholy by Kim Petras and Sam Smith is my number one song, and that bitch came out in like November. You are the only person that I have met that likes that song. Like, it is a running joke amongst people I know that they hate that song so much, and that's what sends me. It is literally my favorite song of all time, and still is to this day. <clears throat> my second one is Edge, Edge of Midnight, the Miley Cyrus remix. <clears throat> then there's Bad Karma by Miley Cyrus. Then there's El Tenko de Roxanne from Moulin Rouge, the Broadway musical. And the fifth one is, ladies and gentlemen, have another imaginary round of applause because I'm not banging on my desk again, Wild Side. Period, Normani. <sighs> no, when I tell you, like, there's even a running joke on Twitter and on TikTok that no one likes that song. You are the person keeping that song in play in that sense. I am. I really am. It's me and the Vampire Diaries edits where they show Damon. That, it is us. We are literally in powers together keeping that song alive. I'm so dead. Okay, so <laughs> my top artists, number one, Drake. That's obvious. Oh, yeah, guys. I won tickets on the radio to the Drake concert in New York. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited, even though they've moved the date twice. Um, my <laughs> number one artist is Drake. Number two is Summer Walker. That makes sense. And number three is Usher, which also makes sense. Because for some reason, for like two months, I was tired of like all of my playlists. So I just listened to um, the Usher Essentials playlist on Apple Music because I don't know why. Like, it just felt very random, but it clicked. Um, my top three songs, um, All To Myself by Baby Rose, love her. Carry Me Home by Georgia Smith, love her too. Strange by Celeste, 
also love her which also happened to be the first three songs on my study playlist and my literal entire top 10 is my study playlist and then the next one is love in this club by usher which i don't know why Sydney, are you in law school or something yeah it's the fact that i literally don't do anything <laughs> but study and go to sleep so it's very depressing oh it's become my personality which sucks but it's okay <laughs> we'll get through it and i love spotify wrapped and i love the fact that they just let us know how embarrassing we truly are i think we wouldn't be humbled if it wasn't for these things. It's just, it's definitely interesting. We have one for the podcast, like, on the creator side, so that's always cool to see. Yeah, we talked about that last episode, um, which was really, really exciting. We have a million downloads. Oh my god, we're freaking out. Which is kind of scary, because the things, I just be spilling about all my feelings on here, and I'm like, ooh. No, that's one thing, is, like, I feel like when I meet people that listen to the podcast, like, I, I was at Starbucks, actually, last week. <laughs> And someone came up to me and they're like, oh my God, listen to the podcast. Funny story, like I got ghosted and I wanted to look up how to get over that. And that's how I found your podcast. And I was like, because I was like laughing at like that's funny. We had a conversation and they left. Then I thought about it and I was like, oh wow, like this person, all they know about me is that I've been ghosted like a hundred times. And I was like, that's a great way to present yourself to the world. That's crazy. I have been meeting a lot of new people recently uh, just because of my situation. And to these people, you know, a normal conversation that you have when you first meet someone is, you know, what's your, what do you do? And to that, I say, well, you know, I'm a social media manager for a few restaurants. I, you know, my, my full-time work is in tech, but I also, I have a TikTok and a podcast. And I kind of just, like, throw the podcast in thinking that they're not going to, like, listen or care or, like, say anything. But that's always the thing they got stuck on. Not my TikTok. Not the fact that I work in tech. It's like, oh, my God, you have a podcast. What do you talk about? And so it was at dinner, and I answered that question. And I think I blanked. And I was also really nervous because I was meeting these people for the first time at this dinner, or most of them at least. So I answered sex. And they were like, what? (laughs) That's what kills me is that I never include that in descriptions of what the podcast is about. But neither do I, Sydney. And it was the first time I've ever said that. But also, like, I glitched. And that was the first and only thing I said. I didn't continue to speak because the reaction that I got was, like, everyone started laughing and they were like, what? And then, yeah, people were like, what are you even talking about? And I had to explain, I don't really know why I said that. We're a lifestyle podcast. We barely even talk about sex anymore we used to when we first started out but luckily we've matured and we barely even talk about it anymore but then it just sounded like i was over explaining it and it sounded like we're like a smut podcast that's I'm what dead. I it sound like it's like so weird too is like i feel like there was a moment there in which most podcasts that were female based were about that and i'm kind of glad it's like edged away from that but at the same time like sometimes i like look on podcasts and people are talking about, like, skincare, which I think is cute for, like, YouTube. Because, like, I can see the skincare. But how do you describe skincare for an hour? But, like, when people ask what the podcast is about, I don't even know what to say. Because I'm kind of like, oh, like, we just talk. Which, like, obviously it's a podcast. <laughs> but I don't Shoot know. the shit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 
10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The episode today is going to be about the holidays. We're going to talk everything uh, holiday-y and winter-y, and mostly we're going to focus on like the holiday blues and getting ready for the holidays and like being single, being in a relationship over the holidays, and it's going to be really fun, so you should stick around. I like your hair. Thank you. It's like Do you have bangs? Y'all never cut your own hair. I was feeling in my blues. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get myself a trim because my ends are so bad. And now my hair is about six different lengths. Like the middle of my ponytail is like actually one boop long. And the sides are not. So, you know, I actually have bangs. It's it's going to be interesting. And like I have like a mini high school reunion tonight, which is funny because everyone going is like my friends here. So that should be interesting. And I had bangs in high school. So I feel like it's a little bit too full circle for my liking. But, you know... That's what life is. Yeah, I have a bob right now, and it's been a bob for, like, months and months and months because my hair is so thin, it literally stopped growing, and I miss my long hair so bad, and I really want it back, so I think for Christmas, my parents are getting me hair extensions. Period. What are you, are you, like, expecting anything for Christmas? I ne- that's, like, I mean, we talked about this before last year, but, like, I, I don't know. I never really, not that, I wouldn't say I don't necessarily want things, but, like, when people are, like, oh, I really want this, like, to your bag, or, like, I really want this, like earrings or I really want this whatever I've never in my life like even as a kid like writing Christmas lists I never did them because I just like don't want anything like it's not that I don't want anything it's more so that like I don't know how I would find what I want yeah that makes sense like people um, know what they want they know what they like want their parents to get them or like their their um romantic partners but it's like I don't know I've never thought about things like that which sounds like I'm trying to be like eh but I still don't know how to. Like, that's why I'm so bad at shopping. Yeah. I just go and look at things I like and, like, I'll buy them. But, like, I never, like, want a certain pair of shoes or, like, want a certain bag because I don't know what they're called. I do know what you mean. It's like I a feel weird like I struggled phenomenon. with that in high school. And now that I'm, like, financially independent and everything, I know exactly what I want. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to email that to my parents, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you stopped. <laughs> it's like, look, you don't have to pay for anything for me anymore, get me a nice gift, please. You know, which sounds very, like, only child syndrome-y, but it's true. You know what? I wanted to ask you a question. A friend asked me this the other day, and I didn't really know what to tell her. Um, When you just start seeing a guy, do you get them a holiday present? No. And, like, if so, how big or small should it be? I would say, like, three-month rule. Like, or if you're, like, so if you're, like, official with someone, I would get them a gift. 
And I usually think official is like the three month mark and beyond of like consistently seeing each other. But I feel like if you're not officially dating or you aren't at that place yet, I would do like an experience together. Let's go to a dinner or like let's do like go to the Christmas lights. And I feel like that it's in itself could be a gift. Like someone pays for drinks, someone pays for food or something like that. But in terms of like actual gifts, I feel like it's on a case by case basis, but like I wouldn't get necessarily them a gift unless it was like more official unless you guys have like talked about it but it's like an awkward it's like valentine's day like if you start seeing someone in like january do you get them a gift you know? yeah exactly or even yeah like you go out to dinner and everything but how much do you do you know like do you do dinner and an experience do you do you know like what do you do um i was also talking about traveling like what's the rule for that And whoever I was talking to was saying, like, this is what they go. And I don't agree with this, but this just goes to show everybody has insanely different standards when it comes to dating. You have to be seeing each other for three months to go traveling somewhere in the U.S. and for five months to go traveling outside of the U.S. And that, because I have severe commitment issues that I've talked about before on this podcast multiple times and I don't let it run my life but I break out in hives when I get kind of like nervous about something and they said that and it wasn't even like I felt pressure or anything because it was just my friend but I was like oh my god what (laughs) no because like listening to that like what are you talking about I would not travel with okay it's I think it's different if you're like in like a group I would travel with them after like three or four months of like being like together but I wouldn't on a group trip. Yeah, but I would never travel alone with someone unless it's been like at least six months, and that's the paranoia in me. Just because like all these like little like mystery true crime things going on, whether it's like the Gabby Petito case or like things like that, they've been together for like years and they killed them. I'm not going no in the U.S. or international with no person who I don't know well enough to not be scared of. I also just feel like it puts a lot of pressure on relationships, like. That's giving, like, a year at least travel with someone that you're with, um, says the person who literally went to Spain after knowing someone for literally a month. But, um... <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying from experience, I wouldn't. But if it's, like, a group trip and you, like, trust people you're going with, I would say three months is good. Well, because not to be a downer, but on paper, going away with your significant other after, like, five or six months or even a year sounds really really cool but I did it someone for two years and I did that with them in the U.S. right so only in the U.S. we didn't even go internationally anywhere together and something major went wrong on both of those trips to the point where like I can't think about those trips without thinking of the major thing that went wrong yeah and it was my birthday trip to Vegas. Cindy was there, so she knows what the fuck is up. Yeah. And I also Disney ended things World. with partner there, so that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Do not go to Vegas with your significant other. Is this is like the moral of the story. Yeah, girls trip only to Vegas. And then also my ex and I went to Disney World, and they just had a miserable time. They hate Disney. I don't even know what I was thinking, and it was supposed to be my graduation present. And they seemed really excited about it. They tricked me. That's the thing. It's They seemed really excited about it before we went, and then we got there, and they seemed like they would rather peel off their toenails slowly then be there with me at that moment you know and it's not a good feeling and like it kills me because you like want to have those experiences with your significant other yeah but if you do break up that puts it down on that memory forever my thing is is even when we were still together i look back on those trips like fuck that this sucked yeah (laughs) 
So you, know? you got to have a certain strength for that. Especially during yeah. the holidays, it's hard because I feel like there's some certain, not necessarily notion, but like the holidays just feel inherently romantic. Like it's cold outside. You want to spend time with someone like ice skating. There's some like coupley events to do or you can like stay in with like a little fireplace and watch a movie and all these Hallmark movies, blah, blah, blah. It's like a very romantic time of the year. And it's like, this is the first holiday season I'm going to have being single since I was 17, which feels crazy. Cause like I just I just had relationships that happened to like coincide with the holidays, whatever. So it's like weird because like I still want to do that stuff, but it's like, ill, am I gonna do it alone? And yes, I am. Actually, I went with my mom to go see the Christmas tree, the Rockefeller tree, and I was like, period, we don't need men. I went with my mom to go see the Rockefeller Christmas tree last night. See, period. It's giving single girls can still have fun. Um, and it's crazy because <laughs> like, like you said, like liking someone, do you get them a gift? Like, do you not? If you're not necessarily seeing them it's a weird thing to navigate but at the same time i feel like s- people always say that sometimes like when you're in the season of healing it's hard to see progress that you've made because like you know healing is like a day-to-day thing it's not necessarily like you wake up one day and you're like oh i'm healed but i think that like being able to not get that like seasonal sadness bug or like being able to still do those things without feeling like i have to have someone there with me um or that I need to have someone there with me, but I just would rather want a specific person to be there has been like a good indicator of like, oh, like you've, you've done some healing, you know? So that's been like a nice little caveat. Yeah, also I feel like on social media, every single couple ever are doing those things where they're, you know, the guy puts the girl up on top of his shoulders to put the star up on the tree and they're making gingerbread houses together. And it's really, really cute, but I, I have been single over the holidays. So I haven't been single for the past two years over Christmas. Because that's just what I celebrate. And the two years before that, though, I was single. And I don't know if it's the fact that, like, I'm an only child or I don't know, like, what it is. I love being single over the holidays. I also think it's just because I have a group of really fun friends who, like, I'm remembering, Sydney, the perfect example, because you're here, is you and I, like, three years ago, went skating at, like, Bryan Park all together with our friends, and that was really, really fun, you know? And my mom loves to do Christmassy stuff, and she's, like, my best friend. So to me, it kind of, it didn't really feel like I was missing stuff in the moment. But then, like I just said, I'd go on social media, and I'd see all these other couples, so that would be kind of hard, I think, too. Ooh, that Bryan Park trip made me mad. So obviously, I can't skate. People are from Africa. <laughs> we was not made to be in the mountains like that. So we go to Bryant Park to go ice skating. They invited talking, us there, too. They were like, come and skate in our skating rink. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll be there. Pull up. And I'm like, hey, Miss Girl. I got the little skates from the little rack or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, them little penguin things. Can I have one? This girl looked at me straight dead in the face, like in my eyes, in my pupils. And she was like... <laughs> Are you seven years old or under? Okay. I got triple D she boobs. Blink. I got triple <laughs> D boobs and I'm five foot whatever. You know, I am not seven years old. So she said no. So I had to literally waddle along the wall for my 90 minute session while there are four year olds running past me. That's a level of humble that I didn't know that I needed and I don't need and don't want. So. People might find ice skating to be romantic, but unless you are literally from Canada or one of the northern states that actually have ice and can actually skate, then it's cute. But if you're like the rest of us from Florida and you're black, so I don't think that's natural, why am I skating? It's not romantic, it's humbling, and I don't need that in public. It was really, really funny to see Sydney attempt to 
to not even skate. She didn't even attempt to skate because she held onto the wall the whole time. It was really awesome to see her try and walk, like, on yeah. her skates as she was holding on to the rink. <laughs> it was... No, because you will... It was awesome. You think I'm going to let people watch me fall in public on some ice and not be able to get up? Absolutely not. I'm going skiing in February. Um... And it's cute and all. It was cute in my head because I was picturing, you know, like log cabin, cute little ski suit, some hot chocolate, Chris Evans. But no, I'm not, I am not going up these mountains. I don't, okay, number one, like what if I get lost? You know, what if I fall? What if I get hungry? They're like, I don't want to do it anymore. What do I do? Like you have to go down to the bottom and I don't like that. There's no escape route. (laughs) Skiing freaks me out because I don't like ski lifts. That's only because I'm yeah. not really afraid of heights, but ski lifts don't put me on one. You I have to like out the entire time. You have to like jump off them. That's crazy. Yeah, D- you, and then go immediately flying down the hill. I don't yeah. want to do that. That's a no for me. I'm gonna be with the little kids with the strings being pulled on little bunny slopes. That's what I'm trying to do. Well, because at least you've been skiing before. I've never even I've never been. Girl, I've never been skiing. I went tubing. You start in a tube oh. and go down a hill. And even that. <laughs> My four-year-old little brother was, like, racing past me. I was like... I was about to ask, because I know I can think of right now you on your Instagram with, like, the cutest snowsuit on. It's, like, red or something. So I thought you were skiing. That's what I plan to use. No, we literally went tubing. Okay. (laughs) I'm just extra. (laughs) I'm just extra. I was at Big Bear in L.A. Ugh, I want to go away. Let Sydney... Sydney, this weekend, let's go away. Let's go away, you and me, on a romantic holiday. <laughs> Let's get a cabin. I'm going to bring my contracts exam. And then we can invite Chris Evans and get a hot tub. And, oh, my God, it'd be so romantic. Because, like, people always say, like, if you were, like, in a room with a celebrity and, like, you knew you could bag them, what celebrity would it be? And I fully believe that if Chris Evans and I had a conversation, he would fall in love. I think so, too. Because I'd be like, I'm sorry, you look so familiar. What's your name? I'll be like, oh, it's Chris Evans. I'll be like, yeah, it doesn't really ring a bell. What do you do? And he'll be like, I'm Captain America. I'll be like, wow. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's how it would go. I um, am on Harry Styles' TikTok, and this girl goes to all of his – like, she's a super fan, but she's really, really funny because she – is. it's a bit for the video. Like, she's not being serious, but she stands in the front row – Cause she has like she goes to every concert. This girl's obviously rich as hell, and she brings a book and she sits there and reads the book. It's also like it's like Junie B. Jones too, which just makes it so much funnier. And she's sitting there in the front row pretending to read while Harry's performing right in front of her, like an arm's length away, and kind of looking at her. And she's like, "I'm not like the other girls, you know that Tumblr trend, yeah, from like tw- 2009 or something." That's what she does. I thought it was so funny. I don't know if you like actually remember people, cause like if you meet that many people on a daily basis, like do you actually remember them? That's a great I wonder that all the time. Um, I went to the Whitney Houston movie premiere the other day, and you guys, the best thing in my life as a Hairspray and Chicago fan happened to me, to me. I was walking to the bathroom, and Queen Latifah, you heard me right. You heard it right. You thought you heard Queen Latifah. You said, no, Sarah could not have possibly been in the same room as Queen Latifah. Go back, listen again, because Queen motherfucking Latifah was walking into the theater that I was in, and I was walking out to go pee, and she was kind of walking a little bit diagonally towards the wall, and I was trying to, like, go back towards the wall. She was talking to her friend, right? So she was drifting, and I was trying to get by, so I did, 
get by but she brushed me with her coat and I turned around and she turned around and I like looked her in the eyes and I go I'm so sorry it really wasn't my fault but Queen Latif is one of those uh people who could stomp on my face and I would say thank you um so I said I'm so sorry and also it's Queen Latifah and she goes it's fine honey don't worry and then went in the theater and I sat in the bathroom and cried for seven minutes. Period. <laughs> called my mom. I called every. There could have been celebrities in the bathroom with me because it was a huge AMC bathroom. But I was shaking. Like, I couldn't breathe. I was texting my date, like, what even just happened? Isn't that insane? Period. Okay, movie premiere. And I saw Stanley Tucci there, too. It was really cool because he's in the movie. Um, I love Stanley Tucci. cast everyone. It was really, really cool. Oh, my God. He's the best. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. We're back. Uh, full disclosure, we took a few-day break, and Sydney finally finished her last law school final. Yeah. I have approximately three brain cells left. <laughs> I can't three. even imagine. Share with the class, how long was your exam again? Four hours. Um, but some people had eight. Like, it's so weird. So weird. And I know which I'd prefer. Because, like, four hours, at least you, like, get it all done, but it's, like, draining. But eight hours, like, you get more time to figure stuff out. Guys, yeah, these are Sydney's problems. My problems are like, so the video that I wanted to post for TikTok is taking too long to download and the caption, I misspelled a word. Like, <laughs> we have such different stakes in life right now. No, it's literally, it's just a lot of you at this point. Um, my mom for the apartment made rum balls and peppermint bark and I had a freak out. Sydney just, I, I see Sydney eating a piece of pizza because we're on Zoom right now and it's making me really jealous. So I started thinking about food. So my mom made us rum balls, which if you don't know, it's literally just like graham cracker, like cocoa and just a bunch of stuff and it forms these balls um, of rum, obviously. So they are alcoholic. And then she also made us peppermint bark. And I had such a bad craving for them at like 11 p.m. last night. And I went to go look at the fridge and they weren't there. And I was like, 
oh no, someone has them in their room. And I knew it was Chance because I think you were still at the library, Sydney. So I texted Chance and I was like, do you have the rum balls? And she wasn't responding. And I was like, oh my God. So I freaked like spamming her. And then this morning she woke up and was like, she fell asleep with her hand in the jar. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. That's one thing that sends me. It's like, obviously, yeah, I was going to tell you, Shara. Chance and I went, like, grew up together at home. So, like, we're very used to each other. Like, we have the same, like, you know, whatever. And Sarah and I have lived together for the past four years, three years. I don't even know. So, it's like, we have, like, similar, like, living styles. But then there's, like, always that one thing that always blows my mind. Like, growing up black, we're seeing my white friends. If, ooh, I'm saying this as I have pizza in my room. If I ate in my room, my parents would literally scream at me beat my butt but and i usually never eat in my room but we're recording right now so we have to but like i'll see like you and chance with snacks in your room and it like blows my mind it blows my mind it's like what other things like that's one outside clothes on the bed that's another one i have a weird thing um and it's not as bad as you not that yours is bad but mine's different because I just have a thing with not outside clothes on my bed or food on my bed. Like, if I'm hungover, I'm going to eat sweet green in my bed. But, like, I can't eat it with my comforter off. Like, my comforter has to be pulled up all the way because if crumbs are in my sheets, I guess no one would like this, but the feelings of crumbs on my body that are under my comforter makes me literally want to have an anxiety attack. Mine's, like, partially fear of bugs. Oh, my God. Partially (laughs) fear of bugs. But on the other hand, like, I hate the smell of my room smelling like food. Like, did your parents who grew up ever say, like, they talk about the smell of outside? No. This is so bizarre. Like, that's why like, I hate air conditioning, and I hate having my windows open, because I hate the smell of outside. And when my room smells like outside, I don't want to be in my room. It's, like, a very weird thing about smell. That's why I love candles, because I hate the smell of, like, certain smells, you know? Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, and then there's me. I like candles because they smell pretty. <laughs> no, one of y'all bought a cinnamon candle. I walked into the living room and I was like, hmm, why is it smelling like A cinnamon definite? candle? Yeah. Oh, no. It was like Christmas. Your face just swells up to three times its size. Literally. It's literally already <laughs> swollen. I'm like, what it, why? Does the stress in your brain directly correlate to the... I would love shape? to know. My eye bags are so bad right now to the point where I just, I, you know, I just give up. I'm out of concealer. I'm just going to go get some more from CBS. No, but speaking of like childhood and stuff I really question sometimes my parents uh raising me method because I was thinking about the tv shows that I used to watch as a child and obviously there was the cartoons the animated shit whatever which I still very much regress back to in adulthood as well but then I think about the other shows that I used to watch like bachelor pad which is the equivalent of bachelor in paradise just they had a different name back then um and I would be a le- no 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 I would be in second grade on Tuesdays, because that's when they aired it, with my mom at night eating ramen, watching The Bachelor. People like dry humping on a sailboat. I was t- a literally second grader. And that's what sent me is this girl on TikTok was like, not me confessing my love to my first boyfriend, like speech style, because I watched The Bachelor growing up and thought that was normal. I was like, oh, ooh, misty. <laughs> See, I never watched that stuff growing up. Like, I was very much a Disney person. Cheetah Girls was my thing. But my favorite show was The Nanny. <laughs> It just hit every time. It was like my late night guilty TV show, that and Friends. Her sense of style, is is that where you got your sense of style? Because it's, sometimes it's very similar, except the headbands. You don't wear headbands. Oh, no, because my forehead's too big. <laughs> and in my head, I would kill a handbag. I'd kill a headband. Um, yeah, you like, I really you like, both like sets. Wear. I love sets. I love me a set. I got, ooh, for New Year's Eve, I just bought from um, Princess Polly 
this gorgeous suit set. So it's a blazer and trousers. Sorry about the siren, guys. And it's uh, like platinum and it's sparkly. And they're both sparkly, the blazer and the pants. And this is like my dream outfit because my favorite color is sparkles, if you didn't already know. <laughs> period. I don't know if sparkles is the color, but period. Mm, it is to me. <laughs> I It's the first year I'm like making myself go out on New Year's. I hate New Year's Eve. I'm going to be in LA. Oh, for New Year's? Yeah. Because, well, I'm going to go see my little brother, but... Chris is from LA, and my friend Blair's from LA, and Molly's gonna be in LA. So I was like, I'll just spend uh, New Year's Eve here. I haven't done that anything. Works out so perfectly. Oh, I know. I haven't done anything for New Year's Eve since high school. Like, I do not like New Year's Eve. I don't know. It's so weird to me. It's like the idea of being like, five, four, three, two, one, <laughs> kiss. And then it's like the next year. I don't know. It's so weird to me. <laughs> I just be in my bed. I was watching How I Met Your Mother, and uh, the main character, Ted Mosby, is so me. He planned out the entire New Year's Eve for, like, their friend group to the minute. Like, he didn't leave a single minute for things to go wrong or, like, anything to be disrupted. And so they ended up, like, not going to any of the parties they planned to, and the whole night got fucked up, basically. And I was like, that is so something I would do. Like, I would spend thousands of dollars on a limo just for nothing else that night to go right. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not spending it That's what I did in Philly. Vegas. Oh, that was so funny. Vegas was a, was a trip. It certainly was. Yeah. Yeah, for the past two years, I've been in um, Philly or Pittsburgh. Because that's where my ex lives. Woo! Oh, my God. Y'all. Let's not get deep, but I'm going to say one thing. My ex's graduation was last week, and it took everything, everything in me not to, like, send him a quick, like, happy graduation or congratulations. But regarding, like, Christmas or the holidays in the city, everything is, like, a ticketed event. Um, not holidays, regarding New Year's Eve in New York City. Everything's a ticketed event, and it's so expensive that I think we might just do a roof party or it's something. It's so expensive. That's why I'm like, I was like, eh, I'd probably sit in my bed for free. <laughs> oh my god, speaking of exes, yesterday. Yesterday. Oh guys, this is great. The infamous ex on this podcast. The one I cried in an episode for. Just hard launched. One of the girls he cheated on me with. And you know, it was certainly a moment of growth because I could have said something. It, like, I, it was particularly a sore spot, not because, like, I'm very much in a place where, like, I've healed, I've moved on, like, I am in a headspace where, like, I'm happy, I'm no longer in that relationship. But at the same time, it's, like, one of the biggest insecurities I had and, like, still have because that relationship was that he was never comfortable being public with me. Like, in the four or whatever years we were together, like, he would untag himself in photos of what, that I would post or, like, wouldn't post me on his story. And, like, honestly, I don't care if I'm on someone's Instagram. But, like, for me, it was more so, like, a, you didn't want to be associated with me type thing. Or, like, it felt like a secret or, like, you were ashamed of me. Like, that was always a sense of insecurity for me. And for him, it was always, like, oh, it's a privacy thing. So to see, like, someone he's only been with for, like, three months posted and not me, um, that was one thing that kind of, like, not initially got to me. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it was nice because I knew that me six months ago would have like broken down over it and been like crying and upset because like I said that's a very sore spot and insecurity for me but I really just laughed I was like that's funny and I went on with my <laughs> yeah. life and like I can um attest to that that's what she did because she texted in the group chat yeah she did that I said ha ooh, okay ah. but as we were talking about earlier in this episode it's like sometimes you can't really tell you're, you can't really see your healing happening until you c- c- get confronted with something that kind of, like, makes you face it. So I felt nice validation in the sense that I was like, look, look at me. I've done some work, you know? And we were always talking about holiday stuff. And, like, I never got to do that kind of stuff with him because, like, COVID or he just, like, w- wouldn't want to do it. And, like, 
their Rockefeller Center tree, whatever. And I was like, okay, that would have been nice to have done. And so, like, it was nice to not see it as a jealousy thing, but see it as, like, okay, that person can be happy. Like, good for them. I'm happy as well. Moved on. So, I don't know. It was a nice little moment appealing. Yeah, that I'm really excited for you. I completely agree when you said the thing about how healing, you know, you don't even really realize your progress until something happens and then you're... I think the same is true with... Um, we talk about all the time that healing is so not linear. So I think sometimes also things, just like things can make you realize how healed you are um, and detached you are from the relationship, things can also come along and just slap you right in the face and make you realize you're not like that non-feeling bad bitch that you thought you were. And when I say you, I mean I. And um, I just think it's important to remember when these moments do come up that as much as progress isn't linear, you are progressing. And I feel like it's especially hard during the holidays. And this is like yeah. the weird dichotomy of the holidays is like on one hand, it's like the happiest time of the year where you're like, you know, there's gifts and there's lights and there's cookies and there's hot chocolate and like there's all these decorations outside. And rumbles. And rumbles <laughs> and ice skating and like cute dates and all this stuff. But at the same time, like holiday blues are so real. And I was talking to, this, talking to a friend about this recently. Um, especially in New York, it's, I guess, partially seasonal depression, partially the fact that the sun literally sets at 4 p.m. But, like, while New York is, like, the best place to be during the holidays, it can also sometimes be the worst. It's, like, that sense of loneliness you feel. Because it's, like, how do you feel lonely in the biggest city, you know? So I feel like having that feeling, especially, like, when it's cold and it's dark outside and, like, you see all your friends going on holiday dates and, like, all this Rockefeller tree, all this stuff, it's sometimes that sense of isolation feels like 10 times worse. And it's weird because I think now being in New York for, what, five years, I've gotten used to that feeling so I can, like, see it coming. So it's easier to combat. But, like, people who just move here, people who are just, like, graduating college and, like, feeling that sense of isolation for the first time, ooh, it's hard. I was, like, trying to give her advice now. It's just, like, just remember that, like, you're not the only person going through it. Sometimes I can feel like everyone else around you is so happy, so why am I not? Or, like, what's affecting me that's not affecting everyone else, you know? And just making, like, a conscious effort to, you know, go outside, you know? Even if you're going alone, go on a walk. Go get drinks by yourself. Take yourself on a solo date. Read a book. Start a new movie. Start a new series, you know? Just, like, things that you can have control over, do, or else it's going to Hang out with your friends or your family. I mean, that's what the holidays is about, you know, being surrounded by people who actually can uplift you and support you. Um, When you also, this is, you were touching on this, but when you go through a breakup around the holidays too, it really, really sucks, like, seeing other people going on dates, but also, like, it makes you think about the really cool, like, holiday stuff that you used to do and, like, all of it, you know what I mean? And it's just very reminiscent and it's not fun. But... Having a really good support system over the holidays and really focusing on friends and family is the cure, like the end-all be-all cure. Um, Yes, taking your time for yourself is important, but like absorbing love from the people around you who you know are going to be there for you long-term. I'll bring it back to the Sex and the City uh, scene that is literally my favorite thing of all time when all the four girls are sitting there and Charlotte's like, you know, let's all be each other's soulmates and the guys who come along will just be like these great guys that we hang out with. Um, but, like, we're each other's soulmates. And I think that rings true for, like, obviously yourself, but friends and family and people who you know are just going to be there long-term. I thought you were going to start singing X's and oh, oh, oh. Ooh, that oh, song oh. used to piss that, Yeah, that, ooh, ooh. That hurts my chest. <laughs> That's like about Unholy Now. That's your favorite song, so I won't say anything about it. It is my favorite. I don't know. It's I love Sam Smith. But the song doesn't do it for me. Um, I like all these artists are getting out of their depressed phases, and, like, I'm, that's good for them. 
but how are you going to leave me back here? You know? Sam Smith was funny. He, like, dyed his hair, changed his sense of style completely. Uh, changed his voice a little bit, too. It was interesting. Wait, did you see Austin Butler's SNL skit that they just did yes. recently? He's so fine. He's so he fine. He is so fine, but his voice changed from before he filmed Elvis to after he filmed Elvis, and now he just sounds exactly like Elvis. I'm dead. Yeah, he also said the spirit of Elvis haunted him for a little bit. Everyone's been complaining about his voice for the last, like, two years. I'm like, I, I, I like it. <laughs> two years? When did Elvis come out? They filmed it for four years, but he's been doing that voice in interviews since the beginning of filming. So it's been, like, a running joke. Like, that's why he finally did SNL. But... I'm so late to this then. I know. That's why when you were explaining it, I was dying. (laughs) I was like, girl, I'm dead. If you ever want to be reminded of old trends that happened two years ago, listen to this podcast. We're really great No, Sarah will, like, make a joke or, like, say something, and it will be the most, like, 2016 thing I've ever heard. And she's like, yeah, I just heard it. I'm like, huh? My brain works differently uh, than a lot of people's. I think I created Got Milk. Like, I think I created that slogan. (laughs) And it was literally, like, the biggest campaign of all time. And then also, I thought I invented, you know how when you insult people, you call them, like, uncultured swine? Mm-hmm. I used to do that a lot in middle school, and I thought I invented that phrase, and I was known for that, kind of, like, in my class. But then one random day, I was watching Toy Story, and I realized that's something the pig toy said first. <laughs> I was so upset. I also think it's been insults in, like, the 1670s. I'm so good. <laughs> no, because I was, watch- I was reading this on Twitter, and I was like... You know how there's, like, this whole conversation about people, like, stealing, like, African-American vernacular? I don't know why, because some of these little insults that, like, young white girls made up when I was in middle school, they kind of hit. Like, whatever major loser eats. Why does no one say that anymore? Like, we don't even need period anymore. Just do a little loser sign. That's what we need to go back to. <laughs> what? Wait, it's this. What? Whatever, whatever major, major loser. loser. Like, that eight. Ooh. Or, like, the boom snap clap. That was a moment in culture. Oh. I think. Don't get me started on boom snap clap. I think instead of literally having this little AAVE thing like period eight, I think we should have a renaissance of those moments. And you heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> I saw a TikTok about that recently, and I am completely on board. I also, uh, along that same tune, someone made a TikTok about like white phrases that were from like the 50s. Like, well, howdy do. Like, so like yeah. really weird shit like that. And like gag me with a spoon. And I was thinking about it and like cool beans. And I was thinking, and I'm like, that's literally how I talk. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. Why do we say BBL instead of badonkadonk? Like badonkadonk always hit. Um, That is about all we have time for today, folks. Folks, another good one. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on socials at Crying in Public Podcast. And as always, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, but specifically Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeart. We love you. Bye. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. 
Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.